0: Ask Canada immigration lawyer Evelyn Aka. Good day. My name is Evelyn Akka. I'm the founder and managing lawyer of Aka Business Immigration Law. We are based in Calgary, Alberta and we have two offices in Toronto and Vancouver, Canada as well. I focus primarily on cross-border NAFTA immigration law for professionals as well as families and individuals looking to move to Canada or move to the United States. I would like to welcome you to my podcast. It's called "Ask Canada Immigration Lawyer Evelyn Aka." Good day, and I have the pleasure today of having Daniel Davis, who is the founder and president of Immigrowth, to join us today on our podcast. Welcome, Daniel.
1: Hi, Evelyn. It's a pleasure chatting with you. Really excited to to talk to you today.
0: Thank um, you so much. Anything,
1: yeah. yeah, definitely.
0: Thank you so much for joining. Uh, I know that you started um, Immigrowth now 2019. So tell us what is Immigrowth for those who don't work with you as closely as we do here at ACA Law?
1: Sure, most definitely. So at Immigrowth, we are management consultancy. We aim to provide business plans really for immigration purposes. So that's both for federal as well as uh, for provincial nominee programs Mm -hmm. to set them up for success in their immigration pathway but also to set the applicants up for success upon landing in Canada.
0: That is so great. It's a great market because we don't, as lawyers, generally, we don't do that. And we don't have those skills. And so we always end up referring out, um, especially Mm -hmm. for clients coming in under entrepreneur or investor categories. But more and more, even under the intercompany transfers, some of them want help building the business plan that they will then Um, actually implement when they arrive in Canada. What led you to this area? Oh,
1: long story short. It's always an organic story. A long story short, I've been been throughout my experience um, for work for incubator, venture capital firm, also built financial models for Fortune 500 companies. So I was always intrigued about anything that involves what makes a business tick. And then obviously being an immigrant myself into Canada sparked that idea too. Mm-hmm. But to kind of further give you more uh, ideas as to how it really unraveled, I was uh, I was working at Deloitte as a, as a financial consultant for uh, for a Canadian publicly listed company. And I um, was there for an engagement and a fellow employee's uncle was planning to apply for the OMP pathway, which is the Ontario Entrepreneur Pathway. And uh, they consulted uh, people within the field to prepare them for the business concept, which is the first stage of the of the process. Mm-hmm. And the results weren't what they expected. So the person came to me and said, Hey, this is this is a situation my family member is in. Do you mind having a look? And there it's really it was interesting because I spoke to that person and it was just really to to understand what he was looking for. What are they looking to do? And how do we communicate this clearly into it? That in this case, the business concept. That is not only meet all the key requirements, but also really articulates everything clearly what yes. this person is planning to do with in Ontario. So that's that was for me really the eye opening factor to really understand how the business plan space is mm-hmm. it's a, it's, a, it's a crowded space. It is, yeah. However, it's it's a matter of how can we really understand the vision of the applicants and how can we align that both with key aspects from an immigration perspective, which made me want to pursue and help people like myself as well being right. an immigrant really sparked that yeah
0: so where are you from originally Daniel
1: so I'm uh, I'm born and raised in in Belgium yeah so in the Flemish region of Belgium the north um and I've I've, I've lived here now in Canada for over for almost three years now
0: That's but I've great. also lived in you uh, your own immigration <laughs>
1: I did. I did. (laughs) I did did my own immigration. and uh, No, no, it's been an extremely fun journey being here, obviously, uh, as a Canadian immigrant, but just to help fellow immigrants, because I can definitely understand how how sometimes a bureaucratic process takes time, and it's sometimes Mm -hmm. hard to navigate that world. Yeah. helping people with my skill set was really the key to, to
0: keep Oh, up. I love it. I think both of us, I mean, people love to work in areas where they're helping people, right? At the end of the day, yes, we want to run businesses, but we also, at the end, underlying is this core value of we want to help them be successful. You understand the immigration experience. I understand the immigration experience. Um, how do you think a business plan helps them succeed on the immigration side? What, what sure. value do, does that bring?
1: Oh, I think I think there's a lot of key reasons. First off, I always try to look at it from a government official point of view. So Canada just wants to really understand what the applicant intends to do, and I think a key way with a business plan is just really it, it covers all the the full full outline of what the applicant intends to do, what the vision is of the applicant, how they aim to act upon that plan. So the business plan is really it's really an action plan uh, for the government to assess. Okay, is this person Done the right due diligence. Is this a person that is indeed an expert in the field within their home country potentially? Mm. And do they want to further continue that in Canada? Um, but the main key goal again for business plans and uh, what, what we aim to distinct ourselves is and we aim to be to give you the analogy of a of a boxer, for example, we want to be the sparing partner with people in the room. So we really see the business plan to be a continuous, mutual, collective process where we can go back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um because obviously people that have experience within within doing a business within an, uh, within their home country, they understand the ins and outs. And it's for us to really understand what they intend to do. We can relay what the aspects are from the Canadian market's point of view. And then we really have this collective process, how we kind of figure out to the really key core of a business plan that also helps the applicants. Because again, we want to help them from immigration point of view, but we want to help them also once, once upon landing in mm. Canada. And that's really the key goal.
0: So, for instance, like we get a lot of people who think they want to set up a business, but they don't run the business back home. Mm. Those aren't really ideal for you. Is that right? Like, you do, you do you need to have the business experience to be successful, you know, in getting a business plan to then come to Canada? What are your thoughts on that?
1: Not necessarily. So obviously, that, the short answer to that question is it depends. It depends on certain pathways. Some programs really want to see how you can leverage your past experience the best in Canada. But that could be in a lot of different ways. So if you are a business owner in your home country, that could be a potential route. But it doesn't always have to be that case. There's people that can leverage skills being being part of, of multi-conglomerate large companies and having made a tangible impact there. Mm-hmm. Equally sets them up for success uh, when it comes to and again, I can talk about this for hours Evelyn. it's <laughs> when, it, when it comes to like some people come to us and they say, "Hey, could you tell me the right business? could you tell me a business that works for me?" it really comes down to and again uh, there's no one key success formula yeah. to to telling people which business to pursue um, but I think in my in my opinion it comes down to really three key things um, the first key thing what is your passion what do you mm-hmm. what do you want to when you arrive in Canada what would you want to make up go up out of bed and pursue your business. The second, um, for miners, is then the experience. So, if you either have experience within the field, what are skills that makes you unique as an applicant? And every person has an incredible background in some way. Okay, mm-hmm. it doesn't always have to be an extremely large or extremely significant way from a financial point of view, like impact or revenue that they have generated be in a lot of social ways in a lot of cultural ways yeah and um, that is I think the second point and then obviously the third point comes down to resources so resources you either you intend from a financial point of view but resources in terms of intellectual know-how again key things licensing that could make you stand out or set you up for success mm-hmm. by entering the market in Canada
0: that is fabulous Daniel do you do you help people find a business to invest in is that a part of immigrants you know area as well or do they have to come to you with a plan and a business already ready to buy?
1: Sure. So I think there's 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 three ways how people can can really start a business here. Either they start from scratch. So when it comes to starting from scratch, we definitely again we can try to see people's background, really understand what who they are and what they aspire to do. We definitely share some uh, some some insights from a macroeconomic point of view. What are key indicators that certain industries have been growing? Um, that is something we, do, we help our applicants with. The second route that people do, do as well as acquire businesses. Uh, in that sense, when it comes to acquisition of businesses, we do uh, have some brokers, business brokers, who could help them, you know, identifying the appropriate business. But it's not something we do currently do ourselves. Okay. And then the third, line, the third route is franchising. So also there, they intend to start or acquire a franchise. We can put them in touch with uh, certain franchises within the field or help them out to navigate that journey.
0: Oh that's so great cuz you offer you offer a very supportive um area of expertise that's separate and different from what we offer and that's why whenever people call I'm like you got to call Daniel Davis please talk to Daniel Davis and you can help people from all across the country like not just in Vancouver you can do immigration um business plans all across the country just like we do immigration federally is that right
1: That's absolutely correct. So yes, we don't necessarily focus on one area in particular. So we do, again, on a a federal level, on a provincial level. A lot of work we do is also for our East Coast, uh, as well as West Coast. So there's no...
0: How do you stay up, though, Daniel, On almost like you're becoming an immigration lawyer or an immigration (laughs) consultant? How do you stay up on all the changes to the laws, to the regulations, you know?
1: oh yeah it's a it's a so obviously it's a it's it's a it's a key thing to stay updated also from our perspective the one key route is obviously follow the guideline once the guideline changes that's something we we definitely are actively act upon the second key thing is talk to to you to people who are IR, IRCC registered who so really understand things and also obviously are our, our, our key Goal is we have a lot of people we talk with from immigration perspective. So sure. it's all a matter of you uh, be. It's all a matter of how do we interpret the regulation and a change of regulation. And how can we clearly navigate in setting up the applicant up for success? Uh, we crazy. do that, and then lastly we stay up to date with news. Uh, so CIC news and uh, other see yeah. yeah, another. Uh,
0: Just like lawyers do. It's a lot of daily changes and information, you know, and it's hard sometimes to keep up. Like recently, as you know, the owner-operator changed the owner-operator LMIA process. And we had the good fortune at Akalov working with Daniel and his team at Immigrow on bringing a lovely family from Switzerland who are now here in Canada. And it was a wonderful experience. And they got in and then the law changed. And we were so happy they got in under the owner-operator. She's already engaged us to start the permanent residence right away as soon as they're eligible. But it just shows you that it's constantly changing. Um, so when you work with other people, you know, we'd love to have the success of that file. When one door closes, are you noticing your owner-operators um, are or are, are not as busy because they can't get those 200 points? Are they looking at other options?
1: Almost definitely. So I think effectively April first, uh, Evelyn, we saw that change or right off the bat. But it was something that people start to anticipate and plan for. Yes. I think a lot of people have both applicants as well as immigration lawyers. Um, there's definitely a key shifting focus to other federal pathways. So either then they go look at others. There doesn't mean, and again, it's not a dis, it hasn't been discontinued. No. It's still an open pathway, and it's still uh, able to apply. Yeah. Um, however, it made it made everything significantly more strict um, for the applicant. So there's other pathways for obtaining work visa for temporary Mm -hmm. um, visas, work visas, such as the international mobility programs, or people tend to really shift more on a provincial focus and really start uh, applying for those as well.
0: That's so great. So you, when you get a new client or a referral, how do you, what's your process? Explain to me, because I think something I read was like, you can do a business plan in 15 days or something. I'm like, oh my goodness, that, you know, depending on the business, but how, what's, tell me about the process from beginning to end. How does that look like?
1: Sure. So assuming you would, you would, uh, we would have our, our initial call here with me. So we do initial call with, uh, with uh, applicants or with lawyer. Again, we, we work with, with both. So we do a call with the applicant. We really want to understand who you are. Do you know, first key thing is eligibility. Have you identified the right pathway? So mm-hmm. again, I, I, we clearly distinct ourselves in not giving any immigration um, or any eligibility advice, so we refer them either to immigration lawyers like yourself that can help out the applicant. So, first thing identify the right pathway. From that point in time, we can have additional discussions about the business. What is it you anticipate to do? Which location do you aim to focus on? Mm-hmm. Um, from that moment, point in time, we would, you would say, yes, okay. I know my eligibility. I have an initial idea about what type of business I'm looking to pursue. We would obviously go and commence the business plan, contractual agreement, get all the information. That information we gather either via call like we do right now, yes. or we send out a questionnaire where people can further articulate in uh, what the vision is of their business and what they want us to take into consideration. And that is really the point in time where it takes us uh, 10 to, to, to three weeks, so 10 to 15 business days
0: wow. it takes
1: us to provide an initial draft. So that's, that's one point in time we deliver incredible. the draft. Um, but often it's it can be quite fast. It can be really that's fast, incredible. dependent on aligning with the applicant.
0: Yeah. Wow. And are there types of businesses you're seeing more than others, Daniel, in the last year, let's say, What are the kind of most more? I mean, obviously our uh, our horseshoe business was not a typical. That was really unique for us, I think. But um, what do you think is the most typical type of files that you see? The type of businesses.
1: Oh, it's you'd you'd be surprised what type of business. It's a wide range of businesses. Oh, it's significantly different. Um, It can vary from really tech-related app development up to uh, drone-building businesses even. But I think those are more special business. Those are not that common. I think more common businesses is how people can leverage their, again, their skill sets. So, for example, um, we had a person that... um, that had a doctor background within their home country and specifically in a certain niche. Now, the mm-hmm. key thing, it's extremely re- the regulated space in Canada. Yes. So how do you leverage that, that skill set? Then we thought about how can you provide into more consulting advice to other clinics in terms of getting know-how mm-hmm. or to source rights uh, machinery in this case. So we see a lot of those businesses or we see a lot of businesses such as, obviously, tangible-related businesses, a lot of wholesale, a lot of trade, because mm-hmm. obviously Canada wants to wants to support trade surplus. So that means Mm -hmm. imports do value-added process to their manufacturing and then start exporting their their goods or services. So that is definitely a big, big, big chunk of the business plans we do. And then it comes down to more localized businesses, meaning local businesses such as coffee shops, restaurants, Mm -hmm. and uh, and businesses like those,
0: yeah. Wow, I mean, I know in British Columbia before, years ago, I'm from Vancouver, you know, and there were a lot more entrepreneur streams to get into BC, right? and uh, I grew up and I would see all these people coming and buying a business and getting your PR. Things have changed and gotten more narrow. Um, mm-hmm. and so I'm always interested by that in terms of how it's changing, who's coming to Canada. Are you seeing people coming from different countries? Maybe before there used to be maybe a larger Asian uh, population in coming into the BC area because of some of the programs we had. Um, sure. Where are they coming from now?
1: Oh, they could they still come from, from all from all okay. over the world, from various continents, including Asia. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a, a large chunk. Um, but it comes like we you mentioned, one from Switzerland, a lot of them from Europe are also looking at Latin America, um, as well right. as Africa. Those are, I think, the main continents. If there's one one key in particular, oh, it's still, I think, Southeast Asia, there's still a lot of immigrants um or people that want to become investors, or I mm-hmm. think this this whole COVID um area that we currently experience it made really people realize where do we see ourselves in the future and yeah. uh, people are really now saying okay now the perfect time to to map out into starting the immigration process so
0: yeah we're seeing nice that engagement. too we're seeing that too so tell me about your team I mean I know you started this in 2019 how have you grown and are you doing everything by yourself or do you have people behind the scenes that support you
1: Almost oh, definitely. I wouldn't be able to do it all by myself. I got a great team behind me of uh, five. Uh, we call ourselves uh, the finance geeks with personality. That means we love to, to deep dive into the figures and uh, really understand everything from obviously a financial point of view, but yeah. also into articulating it clearly into a thorough business plan that covers all these key areas. So we're, we're a bunch of CPAs, CFAs, MBAs. I'm um, like uh, having fun working on those business plans altogether. Oh
0: my God, that sounds so exciting. I mean, what I really like about Immigrowth from compared to some of the other firms that I had had dealings with before is they're, yeah. it's not a factory. You don't feel like it's just, you know, like there are some that you just feel like they're just throwing stuff on the wall and it's just, yeah. you know, and it doesn't create that personal experience. And I think when you operate that way with your business plan, you don't have the detail, you don't have that accuracy, you don't have the specificity. And I think it affects the success of the work we do if the business plan isn't really fine-tuned and so what i love about image growth and so far the clients we've sent your way they've been very happy because it's personal they don't feel like they're just a number and okay. that the material they get is a high high quality done by as you said mba cfas all those people that, that know the business world and then and they know the canadian market do you provide daniel any other um back-end support services like for instance when they get here are there is there anything else that continues once if they're successful?
1: Sure, sure. So really the key vision, as you to kind of briefly pick up on what you just sent, Evelyn, because I think it's it's definitely really relevant to your question, is what we aim to do, we want to make sure that we again setting up the Canada for success. What does that mean to me, um, having done business plans, financial models? It is how do I if the Apple we want to make sure that the applicant really understands what planning for a business entails. Okay, mm-hmm. so the key thing that we tend to do is really clear handover. So, what are the key assumptions we used to calculate certain financial projections? Why did we assume a certain market entry strategy? While well, you could do it ten thousand different ways, mm-hmm. uh, we really try to share reasoning. So, we would make sure there is an additional call.s And we could have either preparation for the interview or really the handover for the financial model as well as the business plan to the applicant. So that's something we do continuously. But also, as soon as you land, to really try to understand, okay, super, how do I further navigate certain things from a regulatory perspective, from financial planning? What are best practices in that sense? Mm. Because we know like a plan, it's a matter of updating the plan and a plan can become obsolete. It hundred yes. percent can. It's just a matter of how do you really understand and try to really help people take over the planning perspective to mm-hmm. set them up for success once they land, but also after they land in Canada. That's what
0: we're really but, aim to do. So Daniel, do you guys provide like further referrals? Like for us, we always say find a good accountant, even before they get here, obviously <laughs> make sure they're incorporated properly set them up and the pieces we can do. Cause we help with incorporation, but anything yep. to do with tax planning that goes to a specialist, um, <laughs> Do you have like a referral network for them to say, okay, now you're here, you need to have a bank or you need to have this, you need to have this, you know, and these are people that we like and trust that we might want to check out? Well, at this point in time,
1: not. No, we haven't. At okay. this point in time, really when it comes to those, those bank, we really try to again, focus on, on a business plan. We want to really focus on what we do what we do yes. best, yeah. um, but we can definitely help them how to navigate those. That's what we currently do too. How, what do you need to make, look out for in the space of immigration. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's a lot of common pitfalls and things to verify whom mm-hmm. you're dealing with. I think the same applies upon landing here in Canada and starting to wire to over money and what are best practices related to that. We give them the information, uh, but it's not something that we actively consult them with or provide okay. services. Yeah, in.
0: okay, that's how we practice too. Do you do any startup visa work as well?
1: We have. We have done startup visa yeah. work, and we currently still do, but okay. they are, they're quite um, uncommon pursuits. Yeah. Um, and again, it's it's a matter of obtaining that letter of support. I think a lot of people we get to are want to pursue a startup visa, but I think you need to really understand what it what it what it means. I mean, I think we can can definitely have this discussion if, if that's correct. you'd like yeah, to, that's to good. go towards, but it's a it's an extremely uh it all comes down to getting the letter of support. So that yeah. means you need to get a foot in the door. If you have a clear idea that's innovative and you know what you're setting yourself up for because there's, there's different types of solutions out there that, that mm-hmm. promise you to get there. So we've, we really, we've been really picky in that, so to speak, in, because the key goal uh, from our perspective, we want to make sure that we're transparent to the applicants. Okay? Yeah. So the applicants it can tie up a, a lot of uh, financial investments in pursuing an immigration program, but we also want to align incentives. Do you really understand what you're setting yourself up for? Because not all of these programs, including the startup one in particular, from my perspective, yeah. is a is a very niche type of uh, program that doesn't suit a lot of candidates.
0: I agree completely. It's not easy at all. So give us a sense, Daniel, as we wrap up around, what are your price ranges just generally to, you yeah. know, broad range so that we know that it could be from this to this, depending on the complexity, of course, and the size and all the other variables.
1: Yeah, so for price range, it's pretty straightforward. So we apply quite standard pricing for all of our provincial. So obviously it depends from an immigration requirement perspective, business perspective. I think on average, that's lying between 2,000 to 2,500 Canadian dollars. Yeah. But that includes the, I think business plans really contain three core pillars one yeah. of them, what sets the what makes you different as an applicant? What is your past background that we need to leverage in the business plan? Yeah. Uh, the second is what's your market research and how does that translate to financial projections and why are they feasible? So what they call a viable business. <laughs> and then thirdly, how is this business going to generate economic benefits to the region? So those three key things are, I think, common. Common really from a structure point of view that we see and the prices. Uh, that on, yeah. on the
0: I always tell people, I'm like, he's very reasonable. You need to increase your rates. <laughs> <Because> when I've <laughs> seen no. your, when I've seen your, um, when I've seen some of your, your plans, I'm always like, Oh my God, there's so much <laughs> goes into it. I think, you know, people need to appreciate the value of what it helps to support because the immigration is more, but I think at the same time, this is a key partner. It's a key element of a successful application. So I'm going to tell you now to increase your rates.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll make all um, that everyone.
0: Of course. Well, thank you so much, Daniel, for your time, and I'm so glad you could join us on the the podcast for um for my law firm because I wanted to make sure people understood that there are other other experts that we work with as well on a regular basis that help them be successful with immigration. So. Yeah. The pleasure is all mine. <laughs> and I really appreciate your time. And I'm looking forward to sharing this on social media and our podcast so people know where to find Immigrowth. They are based in Vancouver, but they provide business planning services all across the country and also every province as well. And I'm assuming as well, you work with lawyers in every province as well, based on That's the right. needs of your clients. So you're you're building great networks across the country, and we look forward to continuing to work with you. Thank you so well, much. I-
1: Likewise, Evelyn. pleasure working with you and uh, thank you for making, thank you for this conversation and making uh, the information uh, accessible for everybody who this of interest too. Thanks so much.
0: Thank you. Thanks so much. I hope the information was valuable to you. Please do let me know if you have any questions. You can reach us at akalaw.com, A-C-K-A-H-L-A-W.com, or you can contact us by phone at 403-403. 4529515 have a great day thank you